So this is Genesis chapter 18 and verse 9. They said to him, Where is Sarai, your wife? And he said, She is in the tent. So they, meaning the three men, who turn out to be the presence of God. And they ask Abraham, you know, where is Sarah, your wife? And Abraham thinks, he thinks that Sarah is next door in the next tent. Verse 10, the Lord said, I will surely return to you about this time next year. And Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. And Sarah was listening at the tent door behind him. So Abraham had just said, you know, Sarah's um, not here. She is in the next tent. But as it turns out, she's actually by the door. She's listening outside. And what she hears is God giving this promise that he will return. He says, I will surely return. There's something that's going to happen. And Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. So it's a prediction. It's a promise that directly affects her. And so she has this reaction. Uh, verse 11, now Abraham and Sarah were old advance in years, the way of women had ceased to be with Sarah. And this is information for us as the reader. Uh, Abraham is at this point of time, 99 years old. <laughs> and specifically Sarah, you know, she too, is around, I think like 90 or something. And it says that she is beyond the way of women, meaning, you know, it's not uh, usual for someone at 90 to have a kid you know, to get pregnant. And so she's beyond the way of women in that sense. So uh, verse 12, Sarah laughed. Ha 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 ha. She laughed to herself. And I think this to herself means, you know, she thought uh, that no one else could hear her. Maybe she just chuckled, <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, but either way, you know, it was something that was private. Uh, that was a reaction to what God said, but she thought only she could hear. So she laughed to herself saying, after I'm worn out and my Lord is old, shall I have pleasure? Verse 13, the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh and say, shall I indeed bear a child now that I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you about this time next year and Sarah shall have a son, repeating that promise, you know, this will happen. I will come back. Sarah got pregnant. Why doesn't she believe me? Why does she say, you know, um, I am too old? Uh, verse 15, but Sarah denied it. Now that's interesting. Sarah denies it. Does that mean that she comes into the tent and says, no, 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 I didn't say that. Or does God speak directly to her? He seems to be speaking to Abraham, but Sarah answers God, you know, Sarah denied it saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. She was afraid. Uh-huh. I think afraid maybe because she didn't realize that God had hurt her. Afraid maybe because she was embarrassed, maybe. Yeah. You know, I, I think if you laughed at anyone behind their back and they found out about it, I think, you know, you'd be kind of like, you know, embarrassed and maybe you'd deny it as well, like Sarah did. But... God doesn't let her off the, the hook. He said, no, but you did laugh. I think I'll, I'll stop there. So interesting scenario where um, Sarah laughs in the face of God. Maybe that's one point of application. You know, in what situation, in what circumstance would we not take God seriously? 
so much so that we would think that it's a, it's a joke. We even laugh at it. You know, it can't be true. Or maybe we don't want it to be true. Mm. And so we laugh. You know, um, it's interesting to think of laughter as a kind of response that betrays how much we really do trust God or know God or believe the promises of God. Um, you know, you see comedians, you know, stand-up comedians, they usually uh, use laughter as a way of uh, somebody speaking truth. You know, um, you know, people think that uh, stand-up comedians tell jokes that are funny, but actually lots of stand-up comedy is telling something that is surprising. They, 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 they set up a premise and then they turn in a direction that people do not expect. And that, that's when you get the biggest laughs because people hear something that they don't expect, they're surprised, and that surprise turns into laughter. I think that's, that's a little bit of what's happening here. You know, Sarah, is, is she surprised? Mm. And it's worth wondering, well, why is she surprised? You know, God already told Abraham, again, see the previous episode, God already told Abraham that, you know, he would have a son. And Abraham too, you know, had questions, you know, you know, uh, he, he, he said, you know, just bless Ishmael instead. But no, God said, you know, you are going to have a son. And now uh, God says it in the hearing of Sarah. Maybe Abraham didn't mention it to Sarah. Maybe he did and she didn't believe him. But either way, this is Sarah's direct response to God. She laughs and she is cynical, I guess. I think she's surprised, and that surprise betrays the fact that she finds it too incredible that this could happen. Now, there's an interesting phrase that Sarah uses when she describes her reaction. So this is verse 12. Sarah laughed to herself saying, after I'm worn out and my Lord is old, the two of us, old fogies, <laughs> after we reach this state of, you know, um, hopelessness, uh, shall I have pleasure? Shall I have pleasure? That's an interesting way of describing, you know, having a kid or becoming pregnant, having pleasure. And it's describing it in a positive way, I like to think, that maybe when Sarah first hears that she's going to have a kid, she's going to be pregnant in a year's time. It sounds incredible, yes, but actually it sounds pretty amazing. She actually maybe wants this to be true. She wants to be a mom. Maybe she's been hoping to have a child for so long they've been trying, but it just hasn't happened. And so she describes this potential reality as something that is pleasurable. And so maybe the reason why she laughs, the reason why she doubts this is because it sounds too good to be true. It sounds too amazing, too incredible, even for God to do this for her because, 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 you know, she's been hoping for this for so long. She's been praying for this for so long. She's been wanting this for so long and it hasn't happened. And now, now when it seems too late, it seems too impossible, God is telling me this is going to happen. It is too painful to want to hope in this promise again, you know, um, as good as it would be, as wonderful as it would be, 
maybe, maybe. I, I'm just, I'm just wondering if maybe this is why she laughs. And those of you who know your Bibles, you know the kid. She's about to have the son. They're about to have is supposed to be named Isaac, and that means he laughs. And so, um, I guess even after uh, this promise is fulfilled and they have a child. The very fact that his name is He Laughs will remind her of the time that she laughed, the time that she maybe even doubted God and maybe she, you know, didn't believe God. Or it could remind her of the joy that God gave her, the fact that uh, God turned this cynicism in this morning into laughter, into joy, into this pleasure that God has given her through this blessing, through this miracle of Isaac. Um, what else? What else? Uh, God, God says something really interesting here. Verse 14, God says, is anything too hard for the Lord? And, um, that's a very interesting question. You know, in the face of cynicism, of doubt, you know, I don't believe this. I don't want to believe this. And then God's response is, is that thing too difficult for God? Is anything too difficult for God? to do as a creator, as the savior, as someone who's good, someone who knows everything, someone who's able to do everything, is anything too difficult for God? Now I'm looking at the footnote, um, anything too hard, the footnote, my eyesight's really bad. The footnote says, can you see there? It says, is anything too, too wonderful? Too wonderful over there. Yeah, too wonderful. And again, I think this is something that's very positive to think about this miracle that God's going to do. It's something wonderful, something amazing, something so joyful that God wants to do for them. That they're having a hard time believing, but God says, this will happen. I will do this. Please, please believe this. And God even confronts them when they don't. You know, I think, I, 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 I didn't laugh. God says, you did. And God wants us to trust him even before it happens. Now they could have just waited. In a year, Isaac turns up and says, oh yeah, now I know. But it seems to me that God wants us to trust him at the point of his word, at the point of him speaking this to us. And I do wonder if maybe that's an application for us as well. You know, what is too incredible for God to do that we can't believe it. Even if God told us it would be it would happen. Now it needs to be something that God has said, not just something that we want. But I do think it has to also be something that we want to be true. Otherwise, you know, uh, you know, it, these words like laugh and joy and pleasure wouldn't be used. And you know, you think of maybe someone who you've been praying for, you've been witnessing to, coming to Christ, and you've kind of like given up, and God says, "No, I will do this." And maybe you laugh at that potential happening. Or maybe God changing something in your situation that's been so bad for so long, and you've been struggling, you've been trying, you've been praying for it, and it hasn't happened. And so when God says it's going to happen, you know, even though on the inside, you know, you laugh and you think, but on the outside, God sees that you need to trust him. You need to take him at his word. I wonder what it is for you. Um, can, can think of certain things in my own life that um, maybe I've prayed for, I've longed for for so long. And um, 
And I, I really wish would happen. And yet, you know, if it did, I'm not sure I would believe it, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, I mean, uh, um, I'm, I'm, I think there must be stuff for you as well. And really, again, the thing to do is to come back to God's word. What has God said and what has God promised in his word? If he has said it, it is true. You know, you can believe it and you should, but it's still true whether you believe it or not. You can rejoice in it or you can laugh in it. And whatever you react, however you react to it, whether it's cynicism or with joy or anticipation, as long as God has said it, it will happen. It is true because nothing is too hard for God. Yeah. Um, I think I'll stop here. I know that there are some other connections with the New Testament. I mean, you could go to Mary, you know, when she is given you know, the promise of the birth of Jesus, you know, she gave the exemplary, you know, response, you know, uh, may be to me as you have said, you know, initially she too had doubts, but in the end she came to faith. And yep, that's, that's a very good connection to the New Testament. I think it's Luke chapter one. But I think at the end of the day for us, you know, what is it that God has promised to us that we know that God wants us to have, you know, but we have kind of like given up hope on it. And when it's spoken to us again and again, we kind of like laugh in a kind of like a cynical, sad way. It's so, so sad to end this way, but yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. This has been Genesis chapter 18, uh, verses 9 to 15. Uh, there's a lot more here, so I guess uh, there'll be more episodes. But thank you so much again for listening. Take care and God bless. Bye. Oh,